I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Europa League quarterfinal, Thursday, 11th of April 2019, Arsenal vs. Napoli, kickoff 8 pm. Contents Head coach, Captain, Voice of Arsenal, Player feature Aaron Ramsey, Arsenal Academy, Arsenal Women. Match action, Arsenal vs. Newcastle. In own words, Lucas Torriera. My story. Community. Sperling, Italy. Visitors, Napoli. Match action, Everton vs. Arsenal. Teams. The head coach, Unai Emery. Info. Born on Arabia, Spain, November the 3rd, 1971. Previous clubs as manager, Lorca Deportivo, Almeria, Valencia, Spartak Moscow, Sevilla, Paris Saint-Germain. Big nights call for big performances, says the head coach ahead of tonight's first leg. Unai was speaking to Josh James. Good evening. For us to arrive at this stage of the competition... We needed a very big response in the second leg against Rennes before the international break. I thought we played very, very consistently in the 90 minutes, being also competitive without the ball and serious defensively. I missed a little more control with the ball, some possession. But they left a lot of players in the attacking third and gave us possibilities to attack the space against them and run more in the transition. The Ren tie showed us how difficult it can be in this competition. In the last 16, Inter Milan and Sevilla went out, which was a surprise. The last eight teams are all very important teams, and it is going to be very difficult from now on. The Champions League is, of course, very important, but the Europa League has grown a lot and is giving every team the possibility to play in the Champions League. In the domestic league, like here, we have six teams playing to be in the top four. Two teams are going out, and the Europa League is giving us a big opportunity also to take one way to go to the Champions League. And also, it's a title. I said to the players that I am excited about this competition. It's not just because you can get to the Champions League through it. 
It's also because it's one title, and I think we can field a possibility to win it, playing our way and coming up against difficult moments like Rennes. We play against big teams in it, but I think we can feel this competition like in the Premier League to make a good way and create, with our supporters, a big atmosphere and a big feeling together. We need to be together to be stronger. When you play a team like Napoli in the quarter-final, you know it must be a big competition. Like us, Napoli is a team with a big history. At the moment, they are second in the table after Juventus, and they are playing very well, getting good results against big teams. They came down from the Champions League because they were in a strong group with Liverpool. They were very competitive in that group. So this will be difficult for us, but we have confidence. We know we need to be very consistent over the two matches, prepare well and respect them. We want to work hard and play hard. This match is played at a big level and it's the type we want to play. It's a very big test for us in this competition. We want to play the best teams and Napoli is one of the best, with the best players and a very experienced coach. I have a lot of respect for every coach and Carlo Ancelotti is top. He has experience in all of the competitions and all the countries. His career is amazing. For me, my challenge is every day and every year. All I did in my past is only to gain experience. I need to create a new future, a new present, a new good career for us and for Arsenal. Every game we play, we have big demands on us from ourselves. It's not pressure, it's normal. Playing under pressure for me is about demanding to play the matches by working hard every day. I demand for our team to play at the Emirates with our supporters, with good spirits and a good tactical plan. We are being consistent in a lot of the moments. If we're not consistent, then we would have lost the top four possibility by now. If we win our next Premier League match, it's in our hands. It's about approaching the game with all the concentration and focus on that. Tonight is about creating a big atmosphere with our supporters and being stronger together. Every match is crucial for us and that's why we were so disappointed not to take the points on Sunday. In the first half at Everton, we were consistent and we didn't concede good chances to them. But they scored from one throw-in, unfortunately for us. In the attacking third, we really needed more. We couldn't continue like that in the second half. We needed to take chances in the attacking half. So, at half-time, we decided to change and play with a 4-3-2-1. Defensively, we lost consistency, and they created more chances in the second half. We created better chances than in the first, but we couldn't score. We need this balance in the first and second half. We need to do it better offensively and defensively with the balance. It gives us lots of information. We lost a great opportunity to take three points. We didn't impose our game play against them. We need to be consistent in the next matches, and if we do that, we can win. There's some frustration collectively with the result, but we won't change our idea and our work. Our challenge for the rest of the season is to improve, starting tonight. From Emery Angle, every matchday programme we provide extra insight into the life and times of the head coach. Unai has taken charge of more Europa League games than any other coach, this being his 76th game in the competition, 
including qualifiers. His overall record so far is played 75, won 45, drawn 19, lost 11. His teams have scored 157 and conceded 77. He has always reached at least the quarter-final stage and won the competition three years in a row with Sevilla. This is his 11th game in the competition for us, having taken charge of 43 games for Sevilla and 22 for Valencia. Captain Laurent Koscielny Laurent can't wait for the football to get underway on a big European night at the Emirates. Tonight will be a special evening for all of us. It is one of those huge games that you love playing as a player, especially under the lights and in such a great atmosphere. I know you, the fans, will have the place rocking tonight. Napoli are a big team, and it is a European quarter-final. It is a great challenge for us. Of course, I remember facing them in the Champions League in 2013. We won 2-0 at the Emirates and lost 2-0 in Naples in the last few minutes of the game. We finished the group stage that year with 12 points like Napoli and Dortmund and went through on goal difference. I expect a similar game tonight, very intense against a very good team. They have a lot of talent going forward, with the likes of Dries Martens, Lorenzo Insigne and Aradeus Milik are all capable of making a big difference on the pitch. They create a lot of chances, with a lot of movement, and they score a lot of goals. Even after the departure of Maurizio Sarri to Chelsea last summer, they still play a lot like they used to under him. Carlo Ancelotti has brought more flexibility tactically through, which has probably made them even harder to beat. Defensively, they are very solid as well. I really like Kalidou Kulbali at the back. He is one of the best central defenders in Europe. He is so strong physically, but reads the game really well and is very comfortable on the ball. I like his attitude too. He is calm, respectful and with good values. It will be great to play against him and whoever plays up front for us tonight will have a big fight on his hands. Overall though, like I said, tonight's match is a big one. We have to be at our best, with the right attitude and the desire to play for each other and fight for each other. We want to win this competition and at this stage we can only face top teams and beat them. It will also be a pleasure to see David Ospina again. He is a great guy and I'm sure you will give him a great reception tonight if he plays. I am available again after missing the last two matches. I had a problem on my foot and my thigh and I didn't want to risk aggravating the injuries by playing against Newcastle and Everton. It was a disappointing result on Sunday on Merseyside. They were very committed and we could not really respond with the same degree of motivation and aggression. In those kind of games, you have to be up for it mentally from start to finish. But they won the 50-50s and the challenges and we were second best attitude-wise for the most of the game. Psychologically, we need to be able to put on a big fight in those kind of matches away from home like we do at home and be physical and determined. We like having the ball and we are very good with it, but sometimes, especially away from home, you need to fight more than you play. We showed it away at Tottenham, for example, earlier in the season, so we know we can do it. It didn't happen on Sunday, but I have no worries that we will make sure that we are ready for all our next away trips. In Naples next week, but also in the Premier League until the end of the season. At the moment, the race for third and fourth places looks like the musical chair game. One day we are third, then we are sixth, 
then back to fourth, and we could be third again with a win on Monday. It is so tight, and as I always say, every single point will be crucial between now and the end of the season. We have five weeks to give everything we have to make sure that we secure a top four finish. First, though, let's focus on tonight's game and making a step towards a potential qualification with a great performance. We will need all your support so we can produce a special performance like we did against Chelsea, Manchester United or Tottenham in the league this season. Enjoy the game and come on Arsenal. Info. Born Twil, France, September 10th, 1985. Joined Arsenal from Lorient on July 2nd, 2010. Previous clubs. Gingong, Tours, Lorient. Arsenal debut versus Liverpool, away league. August the 15th, 2010. Drew 1-1. First Arsenal goal versus Bolton Wanderers, home league. September the 11th, 2010, 1-4-1. Arsenal honours, FA Cup winner 2014, 2015, 2017. Community Shield winner, 2014-2015. Laurent was speaking to Julian Laurent. Voice of Arsenal, Bounce Big March. Congratulations, Bounce Leno, who is the overwhelming winner of our March Player of the Month award. The Germany International was in fine form for us throughout the month and was particularly impressive in our North London derby at Tottenham. Leno made a magnificent double save to deny Christian Eriksen from close range, before reacting instantly to push Musa Sisko's follow-up effort over the bar. The 27-year-old also kept a clean sheet against Manchester United, making a key save to deny Romelu Lukaku before half-time and then again after the interval. Leno gained 70% of the votes cast, with Aaron Ramsey in second place and Granit Xhaka finishing third. Rambo wins goal of the month. Well done to Aaron Ramsey, who has won our goal of the month award for the month of March. Aaron's solo effort in our North London derby at Wembley Stadium came out on top, receiving 46% of the vote. Granit Xhaka ran him close, claiming 41% of the vote for his strike from distance against Manchester United. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's second goal in our win over Rennes came third, while Ainsley Maitland-Niles' header in the same game came fourth. Great night for everyone. Our last match day here at Emirates against Newcastle United celebrated Arsenal for everyone and it was a memorable night for all those involved in the numerous initiatives that took place around this event. Thanks to all the many Arsenal supporters who helped make the occasion such a special one, even if you only bought a programme to read the fantastic case studies. Support Islington Food Bank at the Palace game. On Easter Sunday, April 21st, ahead of our kick-off against Crystal Palace, we will be supporting Islington Food Bank with a food collection on the podium at Emirates Stadium. Islington Food Bank was established in 2011 and operates from Highbury Roundhouse on Ronalds Road. It is open on Mondays and Saturdays from 1pm to 4pm. Run entirely by volunteers, the food bank aims to provide people who find themselves in a crisis with three days' worth of emergency food. 
Demand has grown steadily since 2011 as families struggle to make ends meet and in 2018 they distributed 48,715.78 kilograms, almost 50 tonnes, of food to nearly 6,000 people of whom 1,382 were children. All the food it distributes comes from donations of which food drives like this are of the main source. Food Bank volunteer Cathy Weston spoke of the food drive and said, We're all very excited that Arsenal is supporting us for this food drive, and we hope that Gunners supporters' pre-match generosity will be rewarded with a thumping home win. How can you help? We would like to ask for your generous donations by supporting Islington Food Bank with replenishing their food stock levels. If you are attending the game, you can drop off items at the designated points at the Arsenal Museum or the Thierry Henry statue ahead of kick-off. All you need to do is bring any of the following items as you make your way in. Chocolate bars, instant coffee, pasta sauce, tinned rice pudding, tinned fruit, tinned fish, shower gel, deodorant, toothpaste, toothbrushes, shampoo. Our supporter liaison officer Mark Brindle said... We supported Islington Food Bank last Christmas, where we asked staff to donate food. It went so well we thought it would be a great idea to extend this to our fans. We are always looking for ways to support the local community, and enlisting the help of our supporters is a great way of doing this. 89 Charity Dinner We're marking 30 years since the most dramatic title win in our history with a special 1989-themed charity dinner at Emirates Stadium. The event, which will be attended by George Graham and members of the victorious league-winning squad, kicks off in the Woolwich Lounge with a champagne reception at 7pm and will feature a Q&A with players from that momentous night as well as a three-course dinner. Tables seating 10 guests are available at £2,300 plus VAT, silver table, £2,950 plus VAT, gold table, and £3,950 plus VAT platinum table, with guests requested to wear lounge suits. It's sure to be a once-in-a-lifetime night for all those Arsenal fans who love to recall one of the greatest nights in the history of the club. There is limited availability for this event. Make sure you get your tickets by calling Claire on 07894981002 or emailing her at... Claire at OurLegend.com They're up for grabs now. Europa League stats Total shots Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 23 Alex Iwobi 10 Enrique Mkhitaryan 9 Danny Welbeck 8 Emile Smith-Rowe 7 Chances created Enrique Mkhitaryan Alex Iwobi 14 Sead Kolasinac 13. Mesut Ozil, 12. Granit Xhaka, 10. Mohamed Elneny, 8. Total passes. Matteo Guendouzi, 534. Socrates, 412. Granit Xhaka, 378. Mohamed Elneny, 357. Nacho Monreal, 348. Total crosses. Enrique Mkhitaryan, 28. Stefan Licksteiner, 21. Granit Zaka, 19. Alex Iwobi, 
Matteo Guendosi, 15. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, 14. Total clearances Nacho Monreal, 19. Laurent Koscielny, Rob Holding, 14. Socrates, 12. Shokran Mustafi, 10. Carl Jenkinson, Stefan Licksteiner, 9. On this day, 1992, Paul Merson scores his only Arsenal hat trick in a 4 1 win over Crystal Palace. 1998, Patrick Vieira nets a screamer as we beat Newcastle 3 1. Coming up, Monday, we're at Watford in the Premier League while the under 23s are at Chelsea. Bruce's thank you. There was an emotional reunion pitch side at the recent Arsenal vs. Wren game when Arsenal fan Bruce McKenzie met the medical staff who helped save his life. After complaining of chest pains, Bruce suffered a cardiac arrest at the Tottenham Hotspur match in December. It was thanks to the volunteers from St John's Ambulance and the excellent London Ambulance Service staff that everyone was prepared to act upon this. Paramedics were able to swiftly use a defibrillator, shocking Bruce's heart almost immediately back into a rhythm. He was taken to the Royal Free Hospital, where they fitted a stent to fix a blocked artery. St John Ambulance has provided first aid for the Emirates Stadium crowd since the stadium opened in 2006. They provide around 45 volunteers and work closely with the medical team at the stadium including four match doctors and ten London Ambulance Service paramedics. Everyone was delighted to see Bruce looking well and back at the Emirates supporting his team. Premier League table. Liverpool played 33, won 25, drawn 7, lost 1, 4.75, against 20, goal difference 55, points 82. Manchester City played 32, won 26, Drawn 2, lost 1, 4.83, against 21, goal difference 62, points 80. Chelsea played 33, won 20, drawn 6, lost 7, 4.57, against 34, goal difference 23, points 66. Tottenham played 32, won 21, drawn 1, lost 10, 4.60 against 34, goal difference 26.64. Arsenal played 32, won 19, drawn 6, lost 7, 4.67 against 40, goal difference 25.63. Manchester United played 32, won 18, drawn 7, lost 7, 4.61 against 43. Goal difference 18.61. Leicester City played 33, won 14, drawn 5, lost 14, 4.46 against 44, goal difference 2, points 47. Wolves played 32, won 13, drawn 8, lost 11, 4.40 against 39, goal difference 1, points 47. Everton played 33, won 13, drawn 7, lost 13, 446 against 42, goal difference 4, points 46. Watford played 32, won 13, drawn 7, lost 12, 447 against 47, 
Goal difference 0, points 46. West Ham played 33, won 12, drawn 6, lost 15, 4-41, against 50, goal difference minus 9, points 42. Crystal Palace played 33, 1-11, drawn 6, lost 16, 4-39, against 43, goal difference minus 4, points 39. Bournemouth played 33, 111, drawn 5, lost 17, 444, against 61, goal difference minus 17, points 38. Burnley played 33, 110, drawn 6, lost 17, 440, against 60, goal difference minus 20, points 36. Newcastle United played 33, 119, drawn 8, Lost 16, 431, against 43, goal difference minus 12, points 35. Brighton and Hove Albion, played 31, 1, 9, drawn 6, lost 16, 432, against 46, goal difference minus 14, points 33. Southampton, played 32, 1, 8, drawn 9, Lost 15, 436, against 53, goal difference minus 17, points 33. Cardiff City, played 32, 1-8, drawn 4, lost 20, 4-28, against 61, goal difference minus 33, points 28. Fulham, played 33, 1-4, drawn 5, lost 24, 4.30 against 76, goal difference minus 46.17. Huddersfield played 33, 1.3, drawn 5, lost 25, 4.19 against 63, goal difference minus 44.14. Montemuro is LMA Manager of the Month. Congratulations to Joe Montemuro who has been named as the LMA's Manager of the Month for March in the Women's Super League. We kicked off our month by beating Bristol City 4-0 and Liverpool 5-1 before a vital 1-0 away win over Birmingham. As a result, we've maintained our place at the top of the Women's Super League table, despite playing one game less than second place Manchester City. A successful march was always going to be critical to achieve our goals for the season, Montemuro told the LMA. I'd like to recognise the commitment and dedication of the players and the staff who share in this award. Thank you to all involved. Read more from Arsenal Women elsewhere in this communication. Ref Watch, Alberto Udiano Malenko. This evening's referee is Alberto Udiano Malenko from Spain. The 45-year-old has been a FIFA-listed referee since 2004 and officiated at the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Malenko is an official most of you should be familiar with. He took charge of our last 32 home win over BATE Borisov back in February, also refereeing matches in the Champions League, Nations League, La Liga and Copa del Rey this campaign. In 24 matches this season, he has shown 99 yellow cards and 2 reds. Above and beyond, 
congratulations to Louise Curtin, who went above and beyond with her programme-selling skills at our game against Wren. Louise impressed us with her selling skills, and she deservedly walked away with a polo shirt, courtesy of our club partner, Puma. If any programme sellers have impressed you, let us know by emailing program at arsenal.co.uk. Report it. Discriminatory chanting and antisocial behaviour is offensive to all fans and not tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive behaviour, you can report it to a steward or use our See Something Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our fans and wider community. Thank you for your support. Text FOUL to 67777. League Champions, 1930, 1930-31, 1932-33, 1933-34, 1934-35, 1937-38, 1937-38, 1940-41, 1940-42, 1940-43, 1940-44, 1940-45, 1940-46, 1940-47, 1940-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1947
joined Arsenal from Cardiff City on June the 13th, 2008. Previous clubs, Cardiff City, Nottingham Forest on loan, Cardiff City on loan. Arsenal debut versus FC20 away, UEFA Champions League, August the 13th, 2008, 1-2-0. First Arsenal goal versus Fenerbahce away, UEFA Champions League, October the 21st, 2008, 1-5-2. Many of Aaron Ramsey's Arsenal highlights have come either in European football or cup finals. Now he's hoping he can combine the two and sign off his final season in style. Back in 2008, the midfielder made his Gunners debut in the Champions League against FC20 at the age of 17 and two of his most spectacular goals came in continental competition away to Galatasaray in 2014 and his outrageous flicked finish against CSKA last season. But, of course, he will be most remembered for scoring the winning goals in the 2014 and 2017 FA Cup finals. There is still time to add to his legacy, though, before he calls time on an 11-year Gunners career this summer when he moves to Juventus. In order to do that... Arsenal will need to first of all eliminate Juve's nearest Serie A rivals, Napoli, to set up a place in the last four. It's just the sort of big occasion that Ramsey relishes, as he told the matchday programme last week. First question. What was your reaction when we drew Napoli, Aaron? I think they're a quality team with a load of talent in there, so it's going to be a difficult game for us. You have to beat whoever's in front of you to win the competition, so if we want to go all the way, we'd have to face them at some point anyway. It's a great game to look forward to, and going over there to play in that atmosphere is something I've experienced before. Hopefully, we can have a better outcome this time. What do you know about the current Napoli side? I haven't watched many of their games, but I know they're a great team with a lot of talented individuals. They're playing well at the moment, and they do like to score a lot of goals and create, so it's going to be difficult for us. We know that, but we're confident we're in good form ourselves as well. Your former teammate, David Ospiner, has been their regular goalkeeper on loan from us this season. What will it be like facing him? I think Ospina is a great goalkeeper and he has so much quality and ability. It's no surprise that he's gone there and done really well so it's going to be interesting if he does play and we get to face each other. He loves it over there and he's done really well so it would be nice to see him again. We played Napoli in the Champions League group stage back in 2013 What are your memories of that game at the Emirates? It was a memorable night in the Champions League. We won 2-0 and I remember starting off the game really well. We were leading at half-time, so it was a good game for us and that's something we're going to have to repeat. It was a special night for Masut as well to get his first Arsenal goal. Hopefully the same combination can work again. You will, of course, join Juventus in the summer, so have you been watching more Serie A games with that in mind? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of their games. I'm obviously fully focused on Arsenal, but I've been watching the majority of their games and getting used to their style. 
I've also been watching other teams in Syria that I probably don't know as well as I would like to. It's been an interesting Europa League campaign so far this season, most recently with our comeback win over Rennes. What were your thoughts on that tie? Obviously it was difficult after the first game. Up until the sending off I thought we were doing well and we controlled the game, but then these decisions have massive effects on the game and they took full advantage of that. We were quite confident we could turn it around and it was important for us to get the early goal. We always knew that we had it in us to turn it around. You must be pleased with your own form at the moment, Aaron. I'm happy and I'm contributing to the team. I'm doing my best to try and finish the season strongly and to get into the top four. Hopefully we can go all the way in this competition as well. I'm here to help my teammates achieve our target of getting into the Champions League and I'll be doing all that I can to help that. How important is it to you to be able to leave the club on a high? Well, winning the Europa League and finishing in the top four as well would be the fairy tale ending, not just for me, but for Petra Cech as well. He's obviously retiring at the end of the season, so for him it would be pretty special to have that send-off. I'll be trying my hardest to achieve those goals. And if we do reach Baku, you could carry on your record of scoring in finals for Arsenal. Hopefully, that would be the perfect send-off, wouldn't it? Who knows? Why not? You made your debut for us in European football and have had some great highlights in continental competition. Yeah, I love this competition and I love the Champions League. You want to test yourself against the best opposition around Europe and I think it brings the best out of you as well. I've had so many good and special moments in the Europa, so hopefully there will be a couple more to add to that. Stars of the Future, Arsenal Academy, Young Gun, Trey Coyle, Match Action under 18's Late Late Spurs win, Match Action under 18's Hit 8 again. Remember Arturo Lupoli? In every programme, we take an in-depth look at the Arsenal youth teams, profiling our young guns and bringing you all the latest news and match reports. Words, Lambros Lambrou, Aidan Small, Nick Brumsack. Trey Coyle, young gun, born Camden January the 11th, 2001. Joined as an under nine. Height and weight, 178 centimetres. 79 kilograms. Position, forward. Boots, Nike, Vapor. School, St Aloysius, Highgate. Scoring a hat-trick the other week against Swansea for the under-18s has given my confidence a further boost. I am focusing on adding goals and assists to my game and I'm seeing the work start to pay off. I'm feeling very positive right now after a tough couple of years sidelined through injury. It all started when I tore the meniscus in my right knee in February 2017. I had noticed my knee was swelling and sore for a little while and it just went in training. I had surgery and was out for about eight months. There was a lot of rehabilitation, gym work and swimming to get me back to playing again. But even when I did get back, I was conscious for a few weeks that it was not at full strength. 
but I was gradually reintroduced and by the end of the season I'd played a few games and was looking forward to a new start at the beginning of this season. I had kept myself ticking over during the summer and was so looking forward to playing as many games as I could. However, just before the end of pre-season, I tore a ligament in my left ankle. It's not clear if it had anything to do with my first injury. Perhaps I was putting more of a strain on my left leg to protect my right knee. But it put me out again for a few months. It was a big blow, but my friends and family kept me strong. We are a tight group at Arsenal, and they were all really there for me and kept me motivated. Again, more gym work and swimming and work with the sports scientists helped me to get back and I have now played 19 games in all competitions this season. It's going well at the moment. I am concentrating on improving three main areas, free kicks, heading and my left foot. With free kicks, it's practice, practice and more practice. I don't usually go for power. I try to finesse the ball into the net, like curling it around or over a wall into the top corner. My heading is getting better too with work which I hope will help me score more goals. Getting stronger with my left foot is important to me. I can play anywhere in the front three, but tend to play more often on the left side. Being as comfortable on either foot means that defenders have to keep guessing. They can't show me onto a weak foot, and so add so much to what I can contribute. It's both a mental and physical thing, and the more work I put in, the more natural it feels. I hope to keep improving and start making an impression on the first team squad. I am inspired by what my teammates are achieving and also by players at other clubs like Callum Hudson-Odi and Jadon Sancho. As we were coming through as schoolboys, we tended to be mentioned in the same breath as players to look out for. I'm really happy for them, but it has shown what can be possible and now that I'm back fit again, my aim is to start making an impact like they have done. We have a big game tonight against Napoli. The Europa League is important, and they are a very good side. Their main strength is their defence, and that will be a challenge, but I really believe that any team in the world will struggle to stop us scoring goals. Napoli, in spite of how good they are as a defensive unit, will not keep us out. I fancy us to win 2-1. Questions and answers. What's your first memory of football? When I was three, playing at Taleka Sports Centre in Kentish Town. Which team did you support as a child? Arsenal. Who was your childhood hero? Ronaldinho. Biggest influence on career? My dad. Who's the best player in the world right now? Lionel Messi. Another sport you are good at? Basketball. Your favourite training drill? Possession. Your career highlights so far? Signing my first pro contract. Song to sing to save your life? Lil Baby, Southside. Best friend in football, Tyrese John Jules. Teammates, who's got the best ball skills? Xavier Mechi. Who is the funniest? Follerin Balugan. Who's got the best touch? Tyrese John Jules. Who would you trust most with the penalty? Bukay Osaka. Who is the most confident? Me. Who is never late? Tyrese, who has the best passing range? Matt Smith, who's the most committed? Harry Clark. Info, the best trophy to win in football is Champions League. My favourite musician is Drake. Favourite social media, Instagram. My most talked to person on WhatsApp is Mum. Favourite TV series, Power. 
Ideal holiday destination is Los Angeles. Best film I've seen recently, Mission Impossible. On my days off, I usually watch Netflix. My ideal cheat meal is popcorn. The player I look up to most, Alexandra Lacazette. Best thing about playing for Arsenal, I play for the team I support. Under 18 Premier League, Tuesday, April the 2nd, London Colney. Arsenal under 18s, 3. Saka 86, Lions Foster, brackets OG, 87, Cottrell 90. Tottenham Hotspur under 18s, 2. Maghoma 6, White 34. Binks shown a straight red after 40 minutes. Saka scored and assisted off the bench. Cottrell completed comeback with last gasp winner. We scored three times in the final five minutes to complete an incredible comeback in this top-of-the-table clash against Tottenham Hotspur. Bukayo Saka made an instant impact off the bench, scoring once and assisting our equaliser, before Ben Cottrell scored the winning goal deep into stoppage time. However, it was the visitors who started as the stronger side, when Paris Makhoma punished us in the seventh minute with a curling finish into the bottom right corner. Tottenham doubled their lead when Harvey White converted a penalty, but just before the break, Louis Binks was shown a straight red card for an altercation with Mark McGuinness, changing the dynamic of the game. The introduction of Xavier Amici and Saka in the second half proved to be particularly influential, with the latter kick-starting our comeback in the 86th minute with a deflected finish from a tight angle. The 17-year-old then went on to play a vital role in our equaliser. After losing his marker on the left wing with a deft first touch, Saka drilled a dangerous delivery across the face of goal, forcing Cody Lyons-Foster to inadvertently bundle the ball into his own net. But the drama was far from over. We continued to push forward in search of all three points, and in the 91st minute we grabbed our reward when a loose ball fell to the feet of Cottrell inside the area, who fired home from close range to secure our ninth consecutive victory in the under-18 Premier League. Arsenal, T. Smith, Daly Campbell, McGuinness, Clark, Swanson, Aziz 75, M. Smith, Cottrell, Greenwood, Amici 59, John Jules, Balugan, Coyle, Saka 59. Subs not used, Okonkwo, Agungbo. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Under 18 Premier League, Saturday, April the 6th. Reading Training Ground. Reading under-18s, nil. Arsenal under-18s, eight. Balugan, 28, 34, 40, 57. Aziz, 74. Greenwood, 82. Musa, 86. M. Smith, 90. Balugan takes league tally up to 24 for the season. Greenwood hits double figures with stunner. Musa makes an instant impact off the bench. We moved one step closer to the under-18 Premier League title courtesy of an 8-0 win over Reading. Follerin Balugan hit a first-half hat-trick and scored once more in the second half, while Mark McGuinness and Zach Swanson guided us to a clean sheet just three days on from signing their first professional contracts. It was a tight start to the game, with the host displaying a defensive mindset from the off, but it didn't take us long to open the scoring as Belugan latched onto a loose Reading pass and found the back of the net with a clinical finish. Shortly after Belugan converted from outside the box for the first time this season, firing low into the bottom corner from 20 yards, before the striker completed his hat-trick in the 40th minute. Miguel Aziz's powerful effort forced Miles Roberts into an error, and Belugan was there to punish from close range. There was no let-up in the second half either, as Belugan scored his fourth of the afternoon in the 57th minute, dummying the keeper before stroking the ball into an empty net. With 24 goals in 17 under-18 Premier League appearances, the forward is the highest-scoring 17-year-old in English youth football this season. Aziz made it five with a simple finish from close range, and less than ten minutes later, Sam Greenwood scored his tenth goal of the season with a curling free kick from distance. Substitute Yunus Massar then went on to apply the finishing touch to a sweeping counter-attack before Matt Smith rounded off the scoring with a smart finish inside the area. Arsenal, T. Smith, Daly Campbell, McGuinness, Clark, Swanson, M. Smith, Aziz, Cottrell, Flaherty, 66, Greenwood, Belugan, Matthews, 70, Coyle, Musa, 59. Subs not used. Grashik, Agongbo. Zach Swanson signs professional contract. Zach Swanson has signed his first professional contract with the club. An Arsenal Academy graduate, Swanson has been at the club since he was six years old. Zach has made 22 appearances for our under-18s this season, impressing in a variety of positions. The 18-year-old midfielder has played at left-back, right-back and centre-midfield. It's an amazing feeling, said Zach. I've been at the club for a long time now, so I've been wanting this moment for years. I've worked so hard to get here, and I feel like I thoroughly deserve it. Everyone at the club would like to congratulate Zach on his new contract, and we look forward to his continued development. Mark McGuinness also signs on the dotted line. Mark McGuinness has signed his first professional contract with the club. The 18-year-old defender suffered a number of injuries over his first year as a scholar, but since then he's kicked on under the guidance of Ken Gillard, helping our under-18s to mount a title challenge. The young defender has made 19 appearances for our under-18s this season, 
scoring three goals. Mark is an Arsenal Academy graduate, having been at the club since he was ten years old. I am delighted to finally sign my first pro deal, but now I'm desperate to kick on and not lose focus, said Mark. The main goal for us at the moment is the league, so winning the league would be a huge task for us. Hopefully we can get into the Champions League as well, which would be a great achievement. Moving forward into next season, I'm hoping I can solidify my place in the under-23s. Everyone at the club would like to congratulate Mark on his new contract and we look forward to his continued development. Under-19s off to Dallas Cup. Our under-19s are set to take part in one of the most prestigious youth football tournaments in the world over April, the Dr Pepper Dallas Cup. Held every spring since 1980, the Dallas Cup selects the best teams out of the hundreds of qualified applications and over the years, the Dallas Cup alumni have gone to feature in over 430 World Cup matches. Our youngsters are set to kick off their tournament against CF Monterey Reyados on Sunday, April the 14th, before facing Real Salt Lake City on Monday, April the 15th, and Toronto FC further down the line. This will determine whether we can secure a semi-final place. After slipping to defeat in the final of the competition against Tigre last season, our young guns will definitely be out for revenge. Best of luck, boys. The Academy alumni, Arturo Lupoli. Tracking down former Academy players making their mark elsewhere in football. A prolific goalscorer throughout his time at London Colney, 31-year-old Arturo Lupoli is currently enjoying the most successful spell of his career with Serie C side for Manor. The Italian striker joined our Academy in 2003 after a sensational season in Palmer's under-17s where he scored 45 goals in just 22 games. Lupoli worked his way through the ranks at London Colney before being handed his first team debut in the League Cup against Manchester City. He hit a brace in the following round against Everton and made two more appearances in the 2004-2005 season in Cup competitions. The striker played five times the following campaign, scoring one goal against Reading en route to Premier League debut against Blackburn but Lupoli did not appear again. He enjoyed a full season on loan at Derby County in 2006-2007 and joined Fiorentina on a permanent deal the following summer. His career took a downward turn after that and the striker failed to make his debut for the Viola in between mixed loan spells with Treviso, Norwich and Sheffield United. He joined Serie B, Saida Scoli in 2009 and then Grosseto two years later. Since 2013, Lupoli has played for six Italian sides across Serie B and Serie C. It is his current club, Fermana Infermo, on the Adriatic coast, where he's played the most football in his career to date, making 67 appearances over two seasons, scoring 11 goals. AWFC, Arsenal Women. The Gunners take all three points in a crucial game in the Midlands, earning them a place in next season's Women's Champions League and a tantalising glimpse of the league title. Women's Super League, Sunday, March 31st, Solihull Moors FC, Birmingham City nil, Arsenal 1. Goalscorer, McCabe, 79. We secured Champions League football for the first time since 2013 with a well-earned 1-0 win over Birmingham City. 
Katie McCabe scored the game's only goal with a low left-footed strike just five days on from signing a new long-term contract with the club. Tabea Kemi made her return from injury as a substitute. The opening exchanges proved to be a cagey affair, with the host disrupting our attacks at every opportunity. This reduced us to testing the Blues' defence with a number of hopeful crosses, one of which created our first chance of the afternoon. Lisa Evans beat her marker on the right and picked out Viviane Medema inside the area, who forced Hannah Hampton into a fine save from close range. Shortly after, Dominique Bloodworth's scuffed effort bounced off a defender and rattled the woodwork. Moments later, McCabe took a heavy touch inside the area and failed to convert a one-on-one. Having kept the Gunners at bay in the first half, the Blues were full of confidence for the second 45 and started as the stronger side, holding their shape throughout. Frustrations were starting to grow as chance after chance went begging. But in the 79th minute, McCabe cut inside from the right, beat her marker and found the bottom left corner with a powerful strike, guaranteeing Champions League football at Meadow Park next season. This means that ahead of our final three women's Super League fixtures, we now require six points out of nine to secure the league title. Arsenal, Peyraud Magnin, Evans, Williamson, Quinn, Veje, Bloodworth, Little, Van der Donk, substitute, Schneiderbeck, 90, McCabe, substitute, Kemi, 90, Midema, Mead, substitute, Carter, 83rd minute, substitutes not used, Arnth, Van Wienendal. Back in the WCL, Arsenal's last appointment in the Women's Champions League came coincidentally against Birmingham City. Exactly five years and one day since we secured qualification for the competition next season. Shelley Cares Gunners played Birmingham City in the quarterfinals of the competition and lost home and away to the Blues, who were beaten by Swedish side Teresol in the semi-finals. Arsenal had previously beaten Kazakhstan side CSHVSM Kairat and Glasgow City in the rounds of 32 and 16 respectively. Of the current squad, Dan Carter was already playing up front for the Gunners and Leah Williamson was just breaking into the squad. Kim Little left prior to the competition for her successful sojourn in Seattle Reign. International Gunners The international break saw Vivian Midema, Danielle van der Donk, Dominique Bloodworth and Sari van Wienendal all play for the Netherlands against Mexico. And guess what? Viv scored in a 2-0 win. Kim Little and Lisa Evans played for Scotland in a 1-1 home draw against Chile. Beth Mead came on as a substitute for England in a 1-0 defeat to perennial rivals Canada at Man City's Academy Stadium. Leah Williamson was an unused sub. Pauline Peyraud-Magnin made her international debut for France in a 3-1 win over Japan. But sadly for Pauline, she had to be substituted after 23 minutes with a knee injury. Elsewhere, at time of going to print, the Republic of Ireland are yet to play against Italy, played on Tuesday night, with Louise Quinn and Irish skipper Katie McCabe likely to feature. 
Katrina Vege and Jenny Arndt were both called up for Denmark's friendly with France on Monday and Victoria Schnaderbeck was named in Austria's squad for the game against Sweden on Tuesday night. Stay close to Arsenal.com to see if our players were involved this week. FA WSL table Arsenal played 17, won 15, drawn nil, lost 2, 463 against 17, Goal difference 51, points 45. Man City played 18, won 13, drawn 5, lost 0, 4.51 against 15, goal difference 36, points 44. Chelsea played 18, won 10, drawn 6, lost 2, 4.35 against 12, goal difference 23, points 36. Birmingham played 16, won 9, drawn 1, lost 6, 4.20 against 15, goal difference 5, points 28. Bristol City played 18, won 7, drawn 4, lost 7, 4.14 against 27, goal difference minus 13, points 28. Reading Played 16, won 6, drawn 3, lost 7, 4.23, against 24, goal difference minus 1, points 21. West Ham, played 17, won 6, drawn 2, lost 9, 4.22, against 30, goal difference minus 8, points 20. Liverpool, played 16, won 5, drawn 1, Lost 11, 4-13, against 33, goal difference minus 20, point 16. Brighton and Hove Albion, played 17, won 3, drawn 4, lost 10, 4-12, against 33, goal difference minus 21, points 13. Everton, played 16, won 2, drawn 3, lost 11, 4-9, Against 28, goal difference minus 19, points 9. Yeovil Town played 16, won 2, drawn 1, lost 13, 4, 10, against 43, goal difference minus 33, points minus 3. Yeovil docked 10 points for entering administration. Correct as Monday, April 8th. 2018-19 Arsenal fixtures. Sunday, 19th of August, West Ham United, CC, 3-1. Sunday, 9th of September, Liverpool, 5-0. Sunday, 16th of September, Lewis FC, CC, 9-0. Wednesday, 19th of September, Yeovil Town, 7-0. Sunday, 23rd of September, West Ham United, 4-3. Sunday, 14th of October, Chelsea, 5-0. Sunday, 21st of October, Reading, 6-0. Sunday, 28th of October, Bristol City, 4-0. Sunday, 4th of November, Birmingham City, 3-1. Sunday, 18th of November, Everton, 4-0. Sunday, 25th of November, Brighton and Hove Albion, 4-1. Sunday, 2nd of December, Manchester City, 0-2. Thursday, 6th of December, Charlton Athletic, CC, 5-0. Wednesday, 12th of December, Millwall Lionesses, 3-1. 
Sunday 6th of January, West Ham United, 4-2. Wednesday 9th of January, Birmingham City, CC, 2-1. Sunday 13th of January, Chelsea, 1-2. Sunday 27th of January, Reading, 3-0. Sunday 3rd of February, Crawley Wasps, 4-0. Thursday 7th of February, Manchester United, 2-1. Sunday, 17th of February, Chelsea, FAC, 0-3. Wednesday, 20th of February, Yeovil Town, 3-0. Saturday, 23rd of February, Manchester City, CC Final, 0-0. Thursday, 14th of March, Bristol City, 4-0. Sunday, 24th of March, Liverpool, 5-1. Sunday, 31st of March, Birmingham City, 1-0. Sunday 21st of April, Everton, WSL. Sunday 28th of April, Brighton and Hove Albion, WSL. Saturday 11th of May, Manchester City, WSL. This concludes Arsenal Women. Mad Junction. Arsenal versus Newcastle United, Monday, April the 1st, 2019, 2000 hours, Emirates Stadium, Premier League, attendance 59,869, referee Anthony Taylor, Arsenal 2, Newcastle United 0, playing for Arsenal were 19 Leno, 15 Maitland-Niles, 20 Mustafi, 5 Socrates, 31 Kolasinac, 18 Monreal, 29 Ganduzi, 8 Ramsey, substituted in the 65th minute, 9 Lacazette, 17 Iwobi, substituted in the 60th minute, and 10 Ozil, substituted in the 85th minute. Substitutes 1 Czech, 4 Elneny, who came on in the 65th minute, 14 Aubameyang, who came on in the 60th minute, 25 Jenkinson, 7. Mkhitaryan, who came on in the 85th minute, 49. Unkitia, and 22. Suarez. Match stats for Arsenal. Total shots, 7. Shots on target, 4. Corner, 6. Offsides, 2. Fouls, 11. Possession, 71%. Playing for Newcastle were 12. Dubravka, 22. Yadlin, 6. Lascelles, 20. Lejeune, 3. Demet, 11. Ritchie, who was substituted in the 75th minute. 14. Hayden, who was substituted in the 65th minute. 10. Diarm, 24. Almiron, 17. Perez, who was substituted in the 77th minute. And 9. Rondon. Substitutes were 26. Darlow, 19. Manquillo, 12. Fernandez, 4. Key, who came on in the 65th minute. 15. Kennedy, who came on in the 75th minute, 8. Shelby, and 13. Muto, who came on in the 77th minute. Newcastle's match stats were total shots 3, shots on target 1, corners 2, offsides 2, fouls 10, possession 29%. The scorers for Arsenal were Ramsey in the 30th minute and Lacazette in the 84th. First half. Arsenal moved up to third place in the table after racking up a tenth straight Premier League home win. This victory came courtesy of goals from Aaron Ramsey and Alex Lacazette, 
who, alongside Masut Ozil, were our most influential performers on the night. Ramsey's first-half strike was a caressed finish that rolled in off the post after the ball ran away from Lacazette inside the box. It was Ramsey's clever flick that started the move. An earlier goal from the Welshman was ruled out for a debatable foul from Socrates, while Lacazette was denied on the stroke of half-time when Matt Ritchie spectacularly headed his goal-bound effort off the line. Second half. Lacazette did find the net late in the second half with a deft lob after substitute Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang set him up with a header that bounced beyond the Newcastle back line. There could have been more goals. Ozil, regularly a star performer against Newcastle, sold one outrageous dummy to set up a half-chance and then played in Aubameyang with a sumptuous pass. Neither opportunity was taken, but Newcastle offered little in response. For Unai Emery's informed team, this was a very comfortable win. In numbers, 10. We have won 10 consecutive Premier League home games for the first time since May 1998. 10. There were just 10 shots in the match, the fewest in the Premier League since Bournemouth versus Leicester in August 2015. 9 shots. 20. 20 of Alexandre Lacazette's 27 Premier League games have come in home games, 74%. There are seven photographs with this report. The main one under the scoreline has the caption, Laka lobs Martin Dubrovka to confirm all three points for the Gunners. The other six, clockwise from top left, Socrates prevails in a duel with Solomon Rondon. Aaron Ramsey guides home an inch-perfect shot. Rambo relishes his 63rd Gunners goal. Alexey Wobi looks for a way through. Masoud Ozil twists and turns in the Newcastle box. Alexandre Lacazette celebrates his late clincher. Lucas Torriero. I always dreamed of becoming a professional footballer, but there aren't many opportunities in Uruguay. That's what makes my story so special. This season, Arsenal players give us in-depth insights into their personal journeys through life in their own words. As told to Max Jones. I grew up in Freibentos, a small town of 25,000 inhabitants, and I come from a very big family with six siblings and great parents. I was also lucky to have many aunts, uncles, cousins and grandparents around me, and my first experience of football was my dad and my neighbour taking me to play. I began when I was just three years old, playing for 18 de Julio, my local team, and the team my family supported. I can still remember my first pair of boots, actually. I've got some very happy memories of my childhood. Despite the town's size, you can find quality football everywhere in Freibentos. The town has 11 football clubs, and the local rivalries are very passionate. In fact, another professional footballer, Gaston Ramirez, is from the same town. I used to see Gaston many times whenever he was back home or on his holidays. He was an example to all of us because he was a local person who was playing for the national team. At the time we weren't friends, but we have since played together when we were at Sampadoria, and now I can say that I know him very well and he's like a brother to me. I wanted to follow in his footsteps to play for my country, but for my football career to progress, I needed to move to Montevideo. Moving from Frey Bentos to the capital was quite a leap, in Montevideo, 
I played for Montevideo Wanderers for a year in 2013. It was hard. I left many things behind, such as family and friends. Suddenly you can no longer do all the things you are used to doing. You have to devote yourself to football and continue with your studies in a different city. It's all about getting used to new rhythms. Montevideo is a big city with many people and many things to do. Luckily, my sister lived in Montevideo at the time and she helped me adapt. I handled the change thanks to my attitude and sacrifice. When I started to feel more settled off the pitch, an incredible thing happened to me. At the end of the season, Montevideo Wanderers decided to send four youth players for a trial at Pescara in Italy. I wasn't one of the four, but I'd had a good season, scored a lot of goals and had been selected in the Uruguay youth squad, so the club decided to make room for me. We went for the trial in December 2013, and of the five of us that went, I was the only one who ended up moving to Europe. It was a wonderful experience. I was able to make the most of it, and now I've been in Europe for nearly six years. Of course, it's a big challenge leaving Uruguay at 17 to go to another country, a very big country where they have their own customs and everything is different. But in my head, I knew that it was the opportunity of a lifetime for me to make it, and to help my family and everyone else around me. Like I said, we have a really big family, and at the time my father was the only one who worked. It was all quite difficult, but that stuff gave me the strength I needed to carry on, work hard, make sacrifices and show dedication. If I hadn't moved to Europe, I don't think I would have been called up for the national team. I'd never even played for the youth sides, but then, during a great final season with Sampdoria, I received a call from the national team coach. That was a great day. My first cap was in the China Cup in March 2018 when I played against the Czech Republic. It was a dream come true because every player and every Uruguayan child dreams of wearing the blue shirt of Uruguay at some point in their career. I just remember it being an incredible experience to meet and spend a few days with the national team players because before that I'd followed them on television or on the PlayStation. I think because it had been something I'd been waiting for my whole life I really made the most of my opportunity. I had a good tournament in China and I soon found out that I was on the 23-man list for the World Cup. That was a huge moment for me. Obviously we were knocked out by the champions but we left everything on the pitch and fought right until the end. There were many strong candidates to win the competition who were knocked out prematurely and there were also many strange results and surprises. One of my favourite moments came in the game against Portugal. We produced a terrific effort against them and it was one of the games I enjoyed the most. There was also a moment in that game when I had no other choice than to head the ball on the floor. I just didn't want the player to get into the box so I decided to go in with my head instead. That video went viral on social media so that was a bit crazy. Later in the competition, France beat us and we eventually finished fifth which made us the best South American team in the World Cup. It's important to emphasise that in this World Cup we had eight players playing their first major tournament. There's a new generation with players who are having an impact in big clubs. It is important that we get to know each other while learning from the most experienced players. That should be valued and not forgotten, which is why I'm very proud of how the team performed. I gave my life for my country, and now I'm getting this opportunity with Arsenal. This chance is unique. Every child and every footballer dreams of making it to this kind of club. Everything is very new for me. I come from another country, another life and another lifestyle, but I am a very normal guy, very natural. I devote my time to training and improving as a footballer. 
I live with my girlfriend and sometimes we go and visit all the emblematic things in town. London is one of the most important cities in the world and I feel very happy here. I am adapting to many new things and I hope I can stay in London for a long time. The weather can be a challenge, of course, and the Premier League is, in my opinion, the toughest tournament in the world. You have to be physically and mentally ready to play plenty of games. We play every three days. Then there are international games too. You have to make sure you take care of your diet and rest because our bodies are our working tool, but I absolutely love the challenge. It's also been great to be able to play alongside some truly world-class players. I sit in the dressing room between Mesut Ozil and Alex Lacazette. Mesut and Laka are fantastic players and people. They bring in that quality touch that the team needs. They dictate the tempo in every play of the game. Laka is in great scoring form, which is really important to us. When I arrived at the club, they told me that my closet in the locker room was going to be between Laka and Mazout. I would never have imagined or dreamed of something like that. I am privileged to live all this at the age of 23. Inai Emery has helped me a lot since I arrived. It's very important that he can explain things to me in Spanish, especially at the beginning when it was all a bit more complicated due to the language. Inai and his staff can give me some directions in Spanish when needed, which is really helpful. My first target was to establish myself in the team. I feel like I've done that now. I wanted to understand the Premier League style of playing because this is very different to Italian football. We have big targets, but my biggest target is to keep on improving as a player and as a person so my teammates get to know the kind of person I am. I want to carry on working hard. There's no more important path than hard work. I had a nice reminder of that a few weeks ago. After training, I went to my local supermarket to pick up a few things. I was looking through the shelves and saw Frey Bentos tinned meat. Can you imagine that? My hometown's name in a British supermarket, 7,000 miles away. It made me smile and remember how far I've come too. It was very hard for me to get where I am now. That's why it's so enjoyable. I've had to work so hard to get to this stage in my career, but for me, the hard work has only just begun. The foundations of this club's success. The Arsenal Foundation. The work of the Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Working Chance, the UK's only recruitment consultancy that works exclusively with women ex-offenders and care leavers to help them cross the social divide from lives of exclusion to lives of contribution. Inga reveals how it helped her find employment with London-based sourced market. My story. I found out about working chance while I was still in prison. The staff encouraged me to meet them and I was assigned a recruitment consultant, Richard, who started trying to find employment and to get things ready for me when I was released. I came out of prison on Friday, July the 27th, 2018. I called Richard on the Monday because I was really eager to get employment straight away. I didn't want to waste any time. And that's where Source Market comes in. He told me it was a really good company with a focus on employee development and he wanted me to meet them. So that happened on Wednesday, August the 1st. Richard got me an interview with Charlotte from Source Market the following day and after a trial shift I was offered a job and started working there on Friday, August the 3rd. It all happened really quickly. 
Source Market is an artisanal food retail branch that works with small independent suppliers to showcase their products in an environment that recreates the hustle and bustle of a market within our stores. I'm a team member in the Kitchen Deli area, serving food and making sure everything looks really nice so that when customers come in, they want to buy things. I've learned a lot about good customer service as well. I'm also studying beauty at the moment, although I haven't completely decided what I want to do or where I want to be in five years. I've attended some workshops at Working Chance that help with things like interview skills, CV writing and preparing you for going back into employment. I've also made friends there. Some of the girls I was in prison with also came to Working Chance, so we meet up, talk to each other and encourage each other. Working Chance are also really big on disclosure, going through things with you and teaching you how you should reveal details about your past. That was a big thing for me, and they really helped me with that. The support I've had from Working Chance and Source Market have been massive, not just financially, but mentally and emotionally. It's kept me really busy, and that's important for someone who's just come out of prison. It stopped me from feeling isolated, and even in the work environment, I don't feel stereotyped at all. I can and do talk to Charlotte and Mel, the people team from Source Market, and even if they don't understand fully, they always listen and see how they can help. I think it's great that Arsenal would help a charity like Working Chance. It's not impossible to rebuild your life when you come out of prison. There are charities and companies out there willing to work with you, and you can find employment. It's not the end. To find more info, visit workingchance.org and sourcemarket.com. This concludes the section on the Arsenal Foundation. Community. 34 years in the community. Using the power of Arsenal to positively impact the lives of young people since 1985. Save the Children, Arsenal Foundation Resilience. The Arsenal Foundation's groundbreaking Coaching for Life programme is teaching local coaches in Jordan and Indonesia to deliver resilience training and well-being to children through football. Having developed the coaching modules directly alongside the Save the Children UK team, the Arsenal coaches, Drew Tyler and Scarlett Hanrahan, have spent six weeks in each country training 45 coaches to ensure a successful inception of the programme. Each cycle is 20 weeks, with 480 children going through the first cycle. In cycle two, those numbers will increase substantially. In each country, the challenges are slightly different. In Jordan, both the coaches and the players arrived in Zatari camp, having fled their homes in Syria. In Indonesia, a child's house is often one small room, shared between up to 15 people. In Jordan, it is not widely accepted for females to play or coach football, and the female pitches are covered to ensure their privacy. In Indonesia, this is not the case, yet we were only able to find one qualified female coach in Jakarta. Despite coming from a variety of backgrounds, previous knowledge and coaching experience, the coaches all expressed their excitement about taking a new approach to their coaching. One said, Previously we only thought about tactics, tactics, tactics. 
This has changed everything. It's about so much more. Children's psychology. Using our knowledge, we can help the children. This program links the characteristics of children with the football sessions. The coaches have also been able to link the material in the sessions to their own lives. Drew Tyler, lead coach educator, said, From the resilience, we learned more about how to face the mentality of children. If we want to teach children to do good, we have to be good first. If we want to teach children not to do bad things, we need not to do bad things. This program has helped me not only to reflect on the children that I work with, but also reflect on myself, and I think this is so important. Drew and Scarlett are back in London for the time being and will be offering weekly remote support to the coaches before heading back to Jordan in April to support the planning for Cycle 2. We've selected some photos from Arsenal and the community's social media accounts, which is in the hard copy, to highlight some of this month's community work. Instagram in the community, at Arsenal underscore in underscore the underscore community. Some great football being played in the hashtag PLKicks boys despite the windy conditions. Twitter in the community. At AFC community. Sometimes life is about risking everything for a dream no one can see but you. Volunteer Laura sacrificed a successful career to train as a coach and is now loving life on her hashtag Arsenal Gap placement in India. Hashtag International Women's Day Hashtag IWD2019 The Arsenal Foundation Special feature Pozzo Schema Short, rotund and with a shock of white hair Vittorio Pozzo, nicknamed Il Vecchio Maestro The Old Master presided over the Italian national team like a dictator from the late 1920s to the late 1940s. The similarities between Pozzo and his contemporary Herbert Chapman, dubbed London's Napoleon, are startling, and their tactical acumen and willingness to innovate influenced football in Italy and England for decades to come. Born in Turin, Pozzo played for both Grasshoppers in Switzerland and Torino before serving as an officer in World War I, and then embarking on a career in coaching, journalism and business. Just as Chapman applied the business systems deployed in munitions factories to football, Pozzo did the same throughout his long and successful career with tyre makers Pirelli. Pozzo once commented, footballers are like different parts of an engine. Each component must fulfil its role perfectly, otherwise the engine malfunctions. Pozzo also liked to travel to other European countries to glean ideas, and while Chapman regularly headed to France, Belgium and Holland, Pozzo was an Anglophile. After finishing playing with Torino, he'd moved to London to improve his English. On more than one occasion, Pozzo observed training sessions at Highbury. Football history books have alluded to Chapman's and Pozzo's friendship, and George Mail's recollection that Pozzo, who was a regular visitor to London for many years, turned up to training on more than one occasion, and he and Chapman were usually in deep conversation, gives a tantalising glimpse of the cross-fertilisation of ideas between the two coaches. The two men came into direct competition in May 1933 when England faced Italy in an international clash in Rome. Patrick Barclay notes in The Life and Times of Herbert Chapman that senior FA member Arthur Kingscott quietly asked Chapman to look after the team in Rome, 
yet Chapman was required to work with an England team already selected by the FA committee. Chapman was doubtless delighted that England's goal in the 1-1 draw was scored by Gunners Cliff Bastin, but he was less than impressed with the interference by the dreaded FA committee. Fully aware that by the early 1930s, Pozzo had dispatched with Italy's technical committee, turned himself into commissario tecnico, sole leader, and gained more time to prepare with the players. Chapman noted in Chapman on Football in the How to Build an England Team section, I would like the England selectors to choose 20 of the most promising young players in the game and arrange for them to be brought together once a week under a selector, a coach and a trainer. England selectors failed to heed Chapman's advice. Chapman didn't live to see the notorious Battle of Highbury take place in November 1934, when Pozzo's World Cup winning Azuri team lost 3-2 to England side, fielding seven gunners in what was often a brutal encounter. But by then, both Chapman's and Pozzo's tactical formations were the most successful and copied in Europe. Whilst Arsenal still adhered to the WM formation, even with its principal architect gone, Pozzo's Matodo would steer Italy to win two successive World Cups in 1934 and 1938. The Matodo reflected Pozzo's view that two defenders should be deployed as full-backs and a player should play in a central position in front of the defence, between the two half-backs, who effectively functioned as a central or defensive midfielder. The forward displacement of the central defender gave more support to the half-backs. Additionally, the use of two inside forwards of the pyramid, also called half-wings, gave rise to the formation of the type 2-3-2-3, or WW, because it repeated the form of these letters on the field. Like Chapman, Pozzo was a firm believer in the minutiae of management, insisting, I never lose sight of my players, not even for a second. Pozzo could be ruthless, discarding players who didn't adhere to his system, and in his later career during the 1960s as a journalist with La Stampa, he argued, I set a blueprint for tactics and professionalism in Italian football. Our game is a highly technical and tactical one. Yet Pozzo's players weren't averse to resorting to underhand tactics and fouling to destroy opponents' rhythm. A combination of tactical acumen and extreme pragmatism were features of several of the Italian sides Arsenal would face in Europe during the 20th century. The heated Fairs Cup clashes with Lazio in 1970, with the Rome side deploying classically uncompromising Catanaccio, locked doorbolt, defensive tactics, and Terry Neal's men, stunning cup winners, cup semi-final victory in 1980 against a Juventus team adhering to the Zona Mister a combination of zonal marking, often brutal man-to-man marking and relentlessly attacking space, demonstrated that even Italian tactics developed over time. In 1994, George Graham's Arsenal defended to the last man as they defeated Nevio Scala's Parma 1-0 in the Cup Winners' Cup final. With such attacking stars as Gianfranco Zola and Faustino Asprilla in the team, Parma flitted effortlessly between a 5 3 2 and 3-5-2 formation. Palmer often played, reflected ITV commentator Brian Moore, in a rather un-Italian way, whereas Arsenal's defensive tactics were worthy of Italian sides at their best. It was arguably Arsenal's greatest ever tactical triumph, as they ensnared Palmer in a spider's web of defensive know-how. Tactical battles have been at the root of so many captivating clashes between Arsenal and Italian sides in Europe over the last half a century, and the pioneering Vittorio Pozzo and Herbert Chapman laid the first foundations almost 90 years ago. 
Words, John Sperling. The Visitors, Napoli. When the draw was made for the quarterfinals of the Europa League, many saw tonight's opponents as the most difficult challenge available. The last Italian team standing in this season's UEFA Europa League, Napoli crossed over to the competition, having narrowly missed out on qualification for the last 16 of the Champions League. Unbeaten until their final group game at Liverpool, they needed to avoid defeat to go through, but went down 1-0 on a very tense night at Anfield. With nine points from their six games, they had the best record of the eight sides that finished third in their Champions League group. Five seasons ago, Napoli registered 12 points in their Champions League group and still failed to make the last 16. One of the teams to deny them in that 2013-14 campaign were Arsenal, who, with Borussia Dortmund, edged out Rafa Benitez's team on goal difference. The Gunners won the home game 2-0 and lost by the same scoreline in Naples on the final match day in what were the only two previous official encounters between the clubs. While Juventus have been the dominant force in Italian football for the past few years, the Turin Giants are on the verge of an eighth successive Serie A title, Napoli have generally been the best of the rest during that time. In the last three seasons, when current Chelsea boss Maurizio Sarri was in charge, they twice finished runners-up, with a third place in between. And the likelihood is that this season, Carlo Ancelotti's first in charge, they will again claim second behind the all-conquering Bianconeri. With a 2019-20 Champions League berth practically in their pockets already, Napoli do not, like several other teams still in the Europa League, need to lift the trophy in order to qualify for the continent's premier club competition next term. However, that does not lessen the ambition of a club whose one and only previous European success in the UEFA Cup came all of 30 years ago. The great Diego Maradona was the inspiration of that 1988-89 success, as he was when Napoli won their only two Italian titles in 1986-87 and 1989-90. Since those halcyon days, the club have managed just two Coppa Italia triumphs in 2012 and 2014, but they have been regular protagonists on the European scene. Indeed, this is their ninth successive season in Europe, and in each one they have prolonged their involvement into the spring, participating in two Champions League knockout phases and seven in the Europa League. Their best effort coming in 2014-15 when they reached the semi-finals of the latter, having beaten Wolfsburg in the last eight, winning 4-1 in Germany before drawing 2-2 at home. Curiously, Arsenal's only previous Europa League Cup quarter-final against CSKA Moscow last season also ended the same way, with a 4-1 first-leg win, albeit home, followed by a 2-2 draw. That statistic only adds to the intrigue of what should be a riveting quarter-final. Napoli coasted past FC Zurich, 3-1 away, 2-0 at home, in the round of 32, before dispatching Salzburg in the round of 16. 3-0 home, 3-1 away, after they had opened the scoring. They are eager to become the first Italian winners of the Europa League, and will surely be the toughest opponents Arsenal have faced so far in this season's competition. 
The Visitors, Napoli. You can find Europa League appearances and goals for all the Napoli players this season at the end of tonight's programme. The Breakdown. Top goal scorers all time. Marek Hamzik, 121. Diego Maradona, 115. Attila Salustro, 108. Edison Cavani, 104. Dryas Mertens, 104. Serie A record, 2017-18-91. Second, 2016-17-86. Third, 2015-16-82. Second, 2014-15-63. Fifth, 2013-14-78. Third, the polls number 99. Arkadusik Milic. Born TH Poland, 28th of February 1994. Previously, Gornik Zabrezze, Bayer Leverkusen, Augsburg, Lone, Ajax. A tall, elegant, left-footed striker, Arek has endured numerous injuries since joining from Ajax in 2016 as the replacement for Juventus-bound Gonzalo Huiguan. However, he has remained healthy in 2018-19 and is the club's top marksman scoring freely on all fronts. His tally, including the opening goal in each leg of the Europa League round of 16 victory against Salzburg. Bought by Napoli after two outstanding seasons at Ajax, he is also a classy strike partner to Robert Lewandowski in the Poland national side and now has 13 goals in 47 games for his country, including the winner against Northern Ireland at Euro 2016. Number 20. Pitor Zielinski, born Zabkawice Salaski, Poland, 20th of May 1994. Previously, Udinese, Empoli, Lone, an all-purpose Poland international midfielder with 43 caps and 6 goals. He has spent the entirety of his professional career in Italy's Serie A, starting out at Udinese, having two seasons on loan at Empoli and then joining Napoli for a reported £12 million fee in August 2016. Tricky and creative, he has proved a valuable addition to the side in the attacking third, regularly chipping in with important goals and assists, his latest European goal coming at FC Zurich in the Europa League round of 32. Chiefly used as a sub in the Champions League, he is the only Napoli outfield player to have started all four Europa League matches this spring. Shrewd business. Gonzalo Higuain is a record breaker for Napoli from both sides of the transfer market. The highest fee the club have ever paid for a player was €37 million Euro to Real Madrid for Higuain on July 27, 2013 and the highest transfer fee received by the club was €90 million Euros paid by Juventus for Higuain on July 27, 2016. During that time, Higuain scored 91 goals in 149 appearances. The Hot Shot Number 14 Dries Mertens Born Leuven, Belgium 6th of May 1987 Previously Ghent Entracht Alst Loan AGOVV Appledorn, FC Utrecht, PSV Eindhoven. A survivor of the Napoli side that met Arsenal in the 2013-14 Champions League group stage, 
He was a sub here at Emirates Stadium and a starter at the Stadio San Paolo. The Belgium international forward is now in his sixth season with the Italian club. His first three seasons were quietly progressive before he burst to prominence in 2016-17, scoring 34 goals, including 28 in Serie A. He remains a consistent goal-scoring threat, finding the net three times in this season's Champions League group stage and continues to be an important player for Belgium, for whom he has now won 83 caps, scoring 16 goals. Napoli's Europa League season by numbers. Napoli have played four Europa League fixtures this season, winning three and losing one. During that time, they found the back of the net nine times, averaging 2.26 goals per game from 58 attempts at goal. At the other end of the field, they've conceded just four goals, keeping two clean sheets along the way. Their impressive defensive record can be put down to making 186 ball recoveries. They're effective when they regain possession too, completing 1,901 of their attempted 2,298 passes, 82% accuracy. Underdogs. Napoli remain the only team in the Coppa Italia history to win the competition while playing in Serie B. Gianni Corelli and Pierre-Luigi Ronson guided them to a 2-1 final win over SPAL in the 1961-62 season, helping Napoli to win the competition for the first time in their history. Since then, they've won the competition a further four times. The Visitors, Napoli, The Breakdown, Basics, formed 1926. Nickname, Gili Azzurri, The Blues. Stadium, San Paolo Stadium. Owner, Film Oro. Chairman, Aurelio De Laurentiis. Record appearance maker, Marek Hamzik, 520. Record goalscorer, Marek Hamzik, 121. Scouting report by Michael Cox. It's been evolution, not revolution, under Wiley coach Carlo Ancelotti. The breakdown. Napoli Europa League stats 2018-19 stroke Passes completed Kalidu Koulibaly 192 Fabian Ruiz 176 Peter Zielinski 148 Alan 145 Elside Heisaj 129 Attempts at goal Arkadiusi Milic 13 Adam Unas, 7. Dries Martin, 7. Lorenzo Insigni, 7. Fabian Ruiz, 5. Fouls committed. Arkadius Milic, 6. Kalidu Koulibaly, 4. Vlad Chiriches, 3. Fauzi Gulam, 3. Amadou Diawara, 2. After three seasons of Maurizio Sarri's thrilling high-tempo football, many suspected Napoli might collapse when forced to play in a different style. But in Carlo Ancelotti, they appointed one of Europe's most experienced astute coaches who retained many positive features of Sarri's approach. Ancelotti initially continued with the 4-3-3 formation that Sarri doggedly stuck to although after a 3-0 early season defeat at Sampdoria, he switched to a 4-4-2 system. The formation Ancelotti initially favoured in his early managerial days as a devotee of the legendary Arrigo Sacchi. 
Ancelotti was also forced to cope with the mid-season loss of Marek Hamzik, Napoli's all-time record appearance maker and all-time record goalscorer. And while Napoli have been unable to sustain a serious title challenge this season, they'll re-qualify for the Champions League with few problems. Ancelotti has used three goalkeepers this season. One is a familiar face, David Ospina, on loan from the Gunners and eligible to play tonight. He's generally been a backup to the Italian youngster Alex Merritt, while Greece international Orestis Carnesi, who played here last season for Watford, is another option. The back four is based around the towering Kalidou Koulibaly, one of Europe's finest centre-backs, dominant in the air, quick across the ground and good at playing out from the back. His only issue is the absence of his long-time partner, Raul Albiol, who is set to miss the rest of the season with a knee problem. Nikola Maksimovic is likely to start instead. Although youngster Sebastiano Luperto and former Spurs defender Vlad Ciriches have also been used in Napoli's Europa League run. The shape of the midfield changed after Jorginho followed Sarri to Chelsea last summer. He played the sole holding role, whereas Ancelotti now bases the midfield around Allen, a diminutive unfussy distributor of the ball. Alongside him, Spaniard Fabian Ruiz or Polish international Pitor Zielinski are given more license to push forward. Outright, Jose Kalejon plays on the right and was renowned for his late runs in behind the opposition defence when playing in Sarri's 4-3-3. Although Ancelotti's 4-4-2 has brought him back deeper where he's more a sister than goalscorer. Going forward, Ancelotti has three forwards who deserve a starting place. Old-school striker Arkadiusa Milcic, the diminutive Dries Mertens, who transformed from a winger into a centre-forward late in his career to great effect, and the star of the show, homegrown inside-left Lorenzo Insigne, who likes cutting inside and bending the ball towards the far corner. Insigne's experience of playing wide left under Sari means he can play on the left of Ancelotti's 4-4-2, although this would be a brave move away from home, especially as Insigne has recently been out injured. If fit, he'll probably join either Milic or Mertens up front, which could mean the left-sided role going to Zielinski, German winger Anton Junz or Simone Verdi who was on song in the impressive recent 4-1 win at Roma, grabbing a goal and an assist. This concludes the scouting report. Match action. Sunday, April the 7th, 14.05. Goodison Park. Premier League. Attendance, 39,400. Away fans, 3,000. Everton 1, Arsenal 0. Match stats. Total shots. Everton 23, Arsenal 7. Shots on target. Everton 6, Arsenal 2. Corners. Everton 9, Arsenal 6. Offsides. Everton 3, Arsenal 2. Fouls. Everton 8, Arsenal 9. Possession, Everton 43, Arsenal 57. First half, we
We lost ground in the race for the top four as our away day woes continued at Goodison Park and we are yet to keep a clean sheet on our travels this season in the Premier League. It was a lacklustre first half from the Gunners. Alexandra Glacazette had our first sight at goal in the opening five minutes when his cross-come shot was deflected away for a corner. From then on, though the host took control and after taking the lead on ten minutes, they visibly grew in confidence. The opening goal came from a long throw on the left wing. We were punished for not clearing the danger and after the ball was flicked on, Phil Jagielka stabbed home from close range. We failed to even muster a shot on target for the rest of the half, with Lacazette cutting a forlorn figure up front. Second half, Unite Emery responded at half-time by bringing on Pierre-Emerick, Aubameyang and Aaron Ramsey, and the latter was soon involved, coming close twice in the opening ten minutes of the second half. But in truth, we failed to create enough to earn a point against an energetic Everton side who played with plenty of confidence. It means there is now very little margin for error in our final six games as we chase that prized Champion League place. 10. Socrates Pastafopoulos received his 10th PL yellow card of the season and will miss the next two league matches. 513. Arsenal made a total of 513 passes in the match, 132 more than Everton, 381. 56. Everton dominated aerially, winning 56.4% of aerial duels compared to the Gunners' 43.6%. Everton. Pickford 1. Coleman 23. Jagielka 6. Zuma 5. Dean 12. Gomes 8. Gui 17. 79. Richarlison 30. Sigurdsson 10. 88. Bernard 20. Calvert Lewin 29. Substitutes Stecklenburg 22. Baines 3. McCarthy 16. Davis 26. 79. Walcott 11. 88. Lookman 31. Tosson 14. Arsenal Lino 19. Mustafi 20. Monreal 18. Socrates 5. Maitland Niles, 15. 46. Kolosinak, 31. Gwenduzi, 29. 46. Elnani, 4. Mikitaran, 7. 75. Urzil, 10. Lacazette, 9. Substitutes. Czech, 1. 46. Obermeyang, 14. 75. Awobi, 17. Licksteiner, 12. 46. Ramsey, 8. Suarez, 22. Jenkinson, 25. Referee, Kevin Friend. Teams for Arsenal had coach Unai Emery. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. 1. Patra Chak, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 4. Mohamed Elneny. 5. Socrates Popastathopoulos. 6. Laurent Koscielny. 7. Henrik Mikatarian. 8. Aaron Ramsey. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Mesut Ozil. 
11. Lukas Torreira 12. Stephen Lichtsteiner 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 15. Ainsley Maitland-Niles 16. Rob Holding 17. Alexei Wobi 18. Nacho Monreal 19. Bernd Leno, goalkeeper 20. Schroeder Mustafi 22. Dennis Suarez 23. Danny Welbeck 25. Carl Jenkinson 29. Matur Ganduzi 31. Seat Kolasinac 34. Granit Xhaka 43. Charlie Gilmore 47. Zach Medley 49. Eddie Anquitia 53. Julio Pregasuelo 59. Joe Willock 87. Bukeo Saka For Napoli, manager Carlo Ancelotti Blank shirts, shorts and socks 1. Alex Merritt, goalkeeper 2. Kevin Malcott 5. Allen 6. Mario Rui 7. Jose Callion 8. Fabian Ruiz 9. Simon Verdi 11. Adam Unas 13. Sebastiano Luperto 14. Dries Mertens 18. Gianluca Gaetano 19. Nikola Maximovic 20. Piotr Zalinski 21. Vlad Kiric 22. Alessandro Dandria, goalkeeper 23. Elsed Heisach 24. Lorenzo Insigne 25. David Ospina, goalkeeper 26. Kalidou Koulibaly 27. Orestes Canetsis, goalkeeper 31. Faouzi Goulam 33. Raul Albiol 34. Amin Yunus 42. Amadou Diawara 81. Alberto Senezi 99. Akadioch Minich Officials all from Spain Referee Alberto Undiano Malenko Assistant Referees Raul Caballero Martinez Inigo Prieto Lopez de Queran Additional Assistants Javier Estrada Fernandez José Luis Muniero Montero Fourth Official Diego Barbero Sevilla Tonight's UEL fixtures, all 8pm kickoff. Slavia Prague vs Chelsea. Benfica vs Eintracht Frankfurt. Villarreal vs Valencia. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. Invented in the lab, proven on the pitch. Fuel like the Gunners. Gatorade, number one sports drink in the world. The official sports drink of Arsenal Football Club. Find paradise above and below the Indian Ocean. From crystal clear waters and coral reefs to pristine beaches and spectacular resorts. Choose from four destinations in the Indian Ocean on Emirates.com. Emirates. Vitality. Health and life insurance. Health and life insurance with up to 50% off monthly gym membership. A joining fee will apply. Vitality.co.uk slash rewards. 
Official wellness partner, Arsenal Vitality. 50% off with Vitality Health Plans. 40% off with Vitality Life Plans with Vitality Optimizer or Wellness Optimizer for an additional £3.80 per month. Minimum monthly premiums and further terms and conditions apply. Virgin Active. Flexible individual monthly membership. Excludes Virgin Active, Chiswick Riverside Health and Racket Club. Nuffield Health Fitness and Wellbeing Clubs applies to one-month contracts. Visit vitality.co.uk slash gym for further details and participating gyms across the National Vitality Partner Gym Network. Vitality Health and Vitality Life are trading names of Vitality Corporate Services Limited, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.